Why are there so many podcasts from Jordan? And why we can't blame the Jews? Some think it's Jesuits, some the Illuminati, but only Rick knows the truth. So we've been told, and so we believe it, that Klaus Schwab is a big fan. That's why you'll find him on Fakeologist Audio, Rick the Conspiracy Man. La da da da, la da 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 da. Okay, we are not on the air yet. Uh, Hilda, uh, could you please get me my, my script and uh, two onions so you so I can sound more of Z U B Z E D. Thank you. Thank you, Hilda. My wife, my beautiful wife. How wonderful you are. Okay, <clears throat> now I get my script. Okay, it says deep breathing needed. Deep. Uh, My name is Robbie Parker. No, it isn't. Hilda, this is a wrong script. Give me another one. Get, so, as, if Telly Z is listening, could you please edit that one out, please? Thank you very much. I will start again. One, uh, one, two, three. S-H-R-E-E. Okay. This is Klaus Schwab. And I'm so, so upset. U-P-Z-E-D. That my mentor, M-E-D-O-R, Henry Kissinger, has died. I am so upset. You know that he helped me so much. You know, uh, he told me my, my, back in the day, I never had a partner until I was 16. I, I was, I, I was deprived as a child. And I was at the school for evil where, where, where Henry was teaching. And he said to me, uh, Klaus, I will help you get the partner pit if you sign this in, in, in blood, sign this, uh, uh, uh sign your, your soul away, whatever that meant. And so I, he sold me my very first second-hand partner pit. What a wonderful man he was. He was always ready to offer a suggestion to add a particular country of uh, useless eaters. I could hang him up in the middle of the night, and he would always be there, surrounded by bats in his castle that he lived in. I didn't have the castle with the moat or anything like that until he helped me get these things. And if I ran out of adrenochrome, he would send me a, a black helicopter full of orphans to, to you know, so some fresh adrenochrome. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. And you have to know this, that Henry Kissinger had the heart of a young, innocent orphan. That was the last one he had transplanted. And the ones before that was a couple of uh, young, innocent uh, uh, refugees we found floating at sea. But uh, 
He was one of my favorite men of all time, and I'm so upset. I'm, I'm crying. You could see the, the tears are rolling down my eyes. And so I can only hope that, uh, in actual fact, he is actually dead because uh, I, I want to go further up the uh, list of uh, evil masterminds. Actually, I, I, actually, could you get uh, Telly Z to edit that one out? I don't think I want that one out. So I'm dabbing my eyes with my onions just to make sure I cry. Anyway, I'm here. Who will, who will I have to laugh maniacally when, when, the, when the vaccines wipe out the rest of the universe and the rest of the world of useless eaters? There'll be no one else. Uh, it's very upsetting. So on this day, on the hundredth year of his, of his life, he has passed away. And so I hope everyone is so upset. It's this terrible, terrible thing that has happened. Anyway, this is Crash Fall from the Bailey Grong Fall. Uh, heading, heading up the, the, the ladder to the, 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 the most evil man in the world now. Thank you very much. I will let Ike come in and talk. I will give him his phone back. Thank you, Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum. <coughs> Henry Kissinger's died a hundred years of age. <clears throat> this, I've got to say this. This is the first time I've ever doubted that a hundred year olds actually died. I've, wouldn't be surprised if he's even faked his death because people are waking up. There's people are waking up. They're not swallowing the stuff anymore. And I've been going on about it. He's flying around the world in his little black helicopter like clouds, telling people what to do up to very recently. And he didn't, he looked all chirpy and he was there with Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, that, that number again. He's got every evil number you need with the XI. XI, which turns into, as far as I'm concerned, 11, or if it's uh, X is 24 and I is 9, it turns into 33. All sorts of magical numbers with Xi Jinping. And there's uh, the mentor, the mentor of um, uh, be, 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 uh, President of Russia, Putin, Putin, Mr. Putin. He was his mentor as well. He's the mentor of almost everybody. And even now, one of our most, well, not the most useless politicians we've had, but one of them. Uh, Tony Abbott, he was there groveling to him about four years ago, just before COVID hit, trying to get back as being Prime Minister in uh, Washington. Groveling to Henry Kissinger. I suggest he's probably not dead. This would be one of the first people in the planet to suggest that, I would say. But he's 100 years of age. I reckon he could have kept going to 120 with all these heart replacements that he probably gets. They, they say Rockefeller had a lot of heart replacements. A lot of heart replacements. But, uh, yeah, on this day, uh, well, he died a few days ago. Apparently, apparently, I, I suggest Henry Kissinger's a death, fake, death faker. There you go. There's a total exclusive from Fakeholders Radio, fakeholders.com. Uh, you're listening to Eric. On the date today is the first, second, the second of September, uh, December. December, it rhymes. It rhymes here, Saturday, the 2nd of December. 23 days till Christmas. 23 days till Christmas. So um, I've um, been, uh, just got back from Sydney. The winner is Sydney! And had a great uh, couple of uh, days there. Micro-socialising. Micro-socialising. That's my word. I coined it. Be told. And I'd say thank you to uh, Silvertard, who uh, suggested that um, Klaus Schwab come on and do a um, 
a eulogy. Eulogy, eulogy as uh, uh, that very funny um, Zoolander said, eulogy. Funny movie, highly recommended. You've got to have a laugh. You've got to keep your sense of humour going in these dark, dark days. And what I can tell you now, it's uh, that, that, as I said last week, they're coming back with this vaccine push for the, what's the new one called? The, uh, uh, um, it, it, I told Ab about it last week. The, um, not, they might as well just call it clot shot. Just call it clot shot because it was so obvious. These uh, um, things that go into the vaccines that kill you—they named it after it. The uh, spike, the spike shot, spike shot, spike. It's called spike something or other. That's the name. I've seen it in the chemists. Spike vax, spike vax. That's what they call it. And there's all these warnings on the adverts saying you shouldn't. You know, you may get heart enlargement. Da 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 da. They've been quite honest about this. Uh, I'm afraid. And they really are pushing a second run of uh, bigger vaccines coming up right now for December over here. And in uh, America, on the, these, the, other, uh, the other side of the world, apparently, on the flat earth, apparently, or the dome, or the... I have to tell you an interesting story, actually. Uh, my, my theory has always been the uh, apple, the shape of an apple, a, a toroidal sphere with a kind of a energy vortex going into the centre. And by coincidence, I picked up a completely innocent book that no normal person would have to find a deep conspiracy in it, a biography of Dave Allen, the very, very, very funny English comedian uh, back in the day. I hope I'm being recorded here because I haven't heard the um, stream block come in as my voice, and it's not doing it, or is it? Is my voice going green? I don't think it is. Now recording. Still there? Doesn't seem to be recording though. Why would that be? Why would that be? Anyway, I'll just keep talking. If this is a waste of time, I'll just come back on tomorrow. You're listening to Rick on the 20... Sorry. Oh, there I go again. On the 2nd of December, 2023. Um... It says Craig's there. Very disastrous of all that um, didn't get recorded. But anyway, yeah, I've been I've got here the Kissinger um, book by Gary Allen, an eye-opening account of the most powerful political manipulator in Washington. That came out in '68 by Gary Allen, who wrote non dear call it conspiracy. And I've been on about him since I heard about him. He was, he was a character that was always in the news, especially around the Vietnam era when they uh, bombed Cambodia. And I do believe he got the Nobel Peace Prize shortly afterwards. I mean, this is just ridiculous. This is just show, showing you the level of stupidness going on in this planet. That a guy like, and Obama was the same, he got the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, this definitely doesn't say it's being recorded. I'll just mute for a little bit, and I'll come back on. Actually, if it says, sorry, if it says Craig's recording, then it's being recorded somewhere. I just can't see the green light that meant to pop you with Rick talking about. Yeah. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. 
Hi, I'm Triptimi from Morocco, and you're listening to Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Thank you, Triptamine. A very handy thing if you want to go to sleep. Triptamine, I do believe. I think, isn't tryptamine the thing that's in, when you have a hot, uh, or sorry, a warm uh, milk? Is it tryptophan or is it tryptophan? Tryptamine, tryptophan. Either or, fantastic thing if you're bumper. Yeah, Henry Kissinger, what an enigma and what an incredible story of a man who just literally was always there at the right spot. Obviously a soldier, a foot soldier, nothing, not the highest level of anything, but very high level. They obviously respected his um, abilities, the evil empire. Um, He was everywhere. And any conspiracy theorist that's been around as long as me knew about it. We knew about it. It was incredible. He'd be popping up there, popping up there. I spotted a thing quite a few well, a few years ago that with his, um, his wife, Nancy, looking in some photos remarkably like George Hamilton, the suavo gigolo actor, wearing a dress. And then sometimes not. So I think every now and then Henry was out with George Hamilton wearing a dress. That's literally the photo. He was a spitting image of Nancy Kissinger or or someone that looked like Nancy Kissinger. And there's Henry sitting next to a guy with much bigger shoulders than uh, the average female. So I'm there with uh, Mr. E there, Mr. E. Shout out to Mr. E. Mr. E at fakeologist.com. These these were real weird photos of someone dressed up next to Kissinger pretending to be his wife. And I suggested it was uh, a bloke, and I suggested it was uh, uh, George Hamilton, the perpetually tanned gigolo uh, actor, if you can call him an actor. Yeah, was around the 60s and 70s and 80s, the type of person you'd see on uh, Fantasy Island, which was, again, Fantasy Island uncannily like uh, the Epstein Island, uncannily like that. It even looked a bit like Epstein. This grey hair, old uh, Ricardo Monteblan. Bus and tattoo, tattoo. Yeah, I'm just I'll mute and uh, I'll just get some more uh, research material. It definitely doesn't look like my green light's going on there. So let's hope. We can only hope. What a disaster! So Gary Allen kind of back back that this was kind of the Reds under the bed era of um, conspiracy theorists. He suggested he was actually part of the Russian uh, communists, but now we know, with the grace of many years, that the communist, the Russia was just being run by the British and American uh, ugly arcs um, in America and England. And, you know, it was just a total farce. Kissinger obviously was a middleman, though, and he was obviously a man who picked future leaders. And obviously one of them was Klaus Schwab, who was his mentor. So he was Klaus's mentor back at Harvard, Harvard, where um, 
uh, he'd done his two degrees or three degrees and got his masters of um, social, you know, control or whatever it was at Harvard. Harvard University. Um, very very clever guy, obviously, you know. But his voice—I mean, he just looked dodgy. And the voice, you know, to talk like this, he never ever bothered to try and to be uh, uh, speak with an American accent. Even though apparently his brother, who was a was he a used car salesman, or his brother was quite uh, uh, vocal around the sixties and seventies, and he had a perfect American pitched accent. They both came over at the same time from Germany, uh, from es- Eskimo stock, apparently. But his brother spoke with a clipped American accent. So Henry. Like Klaus was a made-to-be-nasty person. Like, he was the kind of guy that you'd be looking at. So why would he not have changed his accent? He made it very, very thick German Dr. Evil type. I mean, he had a thick head of hair, so he wasn't the Blofeld figure like Klaus Schwab is. But he certainly was not trusted by many people. That's a fact, Jack. And literally, I mean, he was the guy that was always blamed for, you know, being the nefarious uh, one worlder that was in the American government. And he literally, he was. He was next to every president, like Zebiny Brzezinski. I think he may have helped pick Zebiny Brzezinski. I know Rockefeller's kind of controlled him, but Kissinger would have been a Rockefeller man and picked by Rockefeller, I would say, for sure, back in the day. Um, the expert on this would be um, Lynn Ertel, who grew up... Uh, 15 years before me, and so she was right around in the old days of the 60s for the political shenanigans that were going down, guaranteed. Uh, I've picked up some very interesting books uh, lately. Uh, One's I found, and it's literally full of notes. Someone's done a lot of research in this book, and it's called The Enigma of Evil by Alfred Schutz. It's S-C-H-U-T-Z-E. I think it was, came out in the 40s, and the, the English translation was done uh, in the late 60s, and it's all about um, the coming of the Antichrist, the history of evil. The, each chapter is the, the growth of evil, evil, the touchstone for freedom, the two faces of evil, the many aspects of the fall, the fall of the intellect, the nature of evil. Araman, Aramanic influences and possession. Now, Arama, Araman or Aramon was Stein, Steiner was always on about Aramon. This guy's on about Aramon too. So whether he was a Steiner type, I'm not sure. I know I haven't actually read it all, but it's just literally full of great, like liner notes. Um, so someone's done all the research for me. I just need to go through and read it and read what he's. Highlighted, and it's all underlined and really interesting, though, about how we are controlled. Uh, the whole of the world is totally controlled by uh, enigma of evil. Um, fascinating stuff. So I'm going to do anything in the future, and I know I'm terrible for saying I'm going to do this and do that. I, I mean, look, I'm not asking for money. I'm here for free. I'm just giving you the keys. I give you the key. You go open the door. You go and open the door. Uh, if I was there behind a paywall or asking for money, I'd be sitting there and studying away and getting paid for it and without having to get on a train and go all the way to Sydney and do menial work. Although I kind of enjoy it. I get paid to listen to podcasts and uh, my 
ADHD, my obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, is sated, sated, not Satan, sated by doing that kind of work. Uh, I don't know why. Well, I'm nearly 60 and it's kept me in good stead. Good stead. I'm so I'm the same age as uh, Keanu Reeves, so he must be getting. He'll be sixty next year. Keanu will be sixty next year, like me. He looks fairly good for his age, I think. I think I might have to grow a beard as well. I may have to grow a beard as well. Anyway, I'm going to mute, and hopefully, someone will come on to verify that I'm actually talking. Otherwise, I'll have to come back tomorrow. You're listening to Rick on Fakeologist Radio, Fakeologist.com. Oh, I wasn't being recorded then. I was just talking about, do I have to repeat myself? I've just read the entire book of uh, Mel Young, the uh, guitarist from ACDC. This isn't going very well here. It's not going very well. And it's because I'm so tired and I've poisoned myself by spraying flea killer, although it said it was a healthy one, if that can be possible. And I just feel terrible, terrible. I haven't got any charcoal to soak up the poisons. I'll have to get some tomorrow. Um, still wondering if I'm being recorded here. How unprofessional. How unprofessional. Um, I can't even see my own logo on here, though, so I've got this terrible feeling I've just wasted a whole lot of conversation. Um, it, 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 I'll come back and talk about ACDC. Look, I've just spent 20 minutes talking. No, I'll keep going. I'll keep going just in the, 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 the hope, vain hope this is going, and I'm going to repeat myself if I did not get muted before. Um, Jeff Apter's book on Malcolm Young, fantastic. The Youngs, a friend of mine was good, very close friends with Malcolm, and Malcolm commented to him one night that there's definitely a big satanic, uh, sorry, uh, big pedophile networks out there, and they were unstoppable. And his, it's his own words. So he knew stuff and he was mixing with very wealthy, very big, powerful people and very wealthy. Even though he was just a completely normal down to earth guy from uh, Scotland that migrated to Australia in the sixties. Um, very interesting. And as Angus keeps saying, he brags that he's not the guy on stage. It's the other guy comes in and takes over. And I was mentioning before that. It's very similar to the evil angels, the archangels or the uh, angels, the rebellious angels. They played stringed instruments. One of them was very good at them, apparently. The head of the lot, is it Aramun or Satan? I think it could be. Another whole show could be done just on this conversation. 
Um, I, I'm just giving the key to open the doors. The key to open the doors. Uh, I'm not asking for any money here. Uh, Fakeholders Radio, Fakeholders.com, send him some money though. Send him some money. Um, there's definitely there, there's with music and uh, channeling and all of that stuff that be told. And as, as I said before, is this getting repeated twice, but ACDC really were, like the Rolling Stones, a one band uh, genocide or uh, machine because they were absolutely responsible for so many people drinking and drugging and smoking. So many people probably died because they were listening to this kind of music. And the Alberts family that took them over, there's a, they are very, very wealthy, very influential, and other ones behind the ACDC sound. Now, is there a connection with Dr. Jonathan Coleman's theory that uh, these albums and records that came out in the 60s and 70s and 80s were taken away, the master tapes were chanted over by Satanists? And they're definitely using that power called the 440, is it 440, as opposed to 432? Big, there's a there there for sure, 100%. Big there there. Uh, Rolling Stones, though, 100% a uh, genocidal intent behind that band. So many people have died because of their supposed heroes being taking drugs and smoking and uh, drinking Jack Daniels. Millions and millions, for sure, died because they believed the Rolling Stones were actually living that life, and they weren't. No, they weren't. They were just having a good time. Oh, da, 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 da. I'm losing interest here because I don't think I'm being recorded. This is a very unprofessional, very uh, great unprofessional production on a Saturday night on the twenty. Uh, sorry, the second of December. I've lost weeks. Of, I'm losing weeks here with my uh, my poisoned brain thanks to the flea spray. Or sprayed. Cats do have fleas, and we've got the worst weather ever. It's humid and lots of. You're listening to Rick Tongan himself. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Okay. Rick on uh, the 2nd of December, 2023, a very tired and uh, poisoned Rick. And I do think I have been recorded all this time, so there you go. The Enigma of Evil, Alfred Schutz, Schutz, highly recommended. There's a key for you. Go open that door. Dave J would really like this book. Uh, Frank would really like this book. And another book here, Douglas Coupland. Now, he's the guy that invented the term generation X, Y, and Z. How did he know so much? And he's got a book out called here that I found called Hey Nostradamus. I think it's a novel, possibly. It says uh, Douglas Coupland has surely reserved his place at the top table of North American fiction. So this is a fiction, a fiction book. And it tells a story of four narrators of Hey Nostradamus are all searching for meaning. There's Cheryl, frozen in time at 17, a mixture of naivety and pragmatism. Jason, uh, fated to conform to a label of the boy who never got over it. 
lonely, sensible Heather who falls in love with Jason and Jason's tyrannical religious father, Reg. A penetrating novel about faith, grief, love, and the possibility of redemption. As readable and as engaging as Coupland at his best. I just want to know how Douglas Coupland, and I haven't researched into him, knew that Generation X was going to be Generation X in 63 or 64. How did he know there was going to be X, Y, and Z perfectly right at the end of the days, which we're, I'm telling you now, telling you now, we are tripping around these end of day. You know, there's a vibe out there. I can pick up on it. Frank said the same thing. There's a there's a there there. There's there's too much going down. They're definitely moving into the global twenty thirty agenda pretty much on schedule, I would say. Incredible infrastructure and stuff ups everywhere. Like I'll wait till Ab comes on to tell you the greatest stuff up I've ever heard of in my life in Sydney. They went in Sydney. Uh billions of dollars wasted on an a, a road project. And they don't seem to care. They just go, oh, we've made a mistake. We, we won't be able to fix this. Uh, I'll talk about it with Ab. I won't waste your time or mine till someone else comes on. Uh, very interesting, though. Very interesting. And I'm back. Not that you would have noticed, thanks to the Velo Box. The Velo Box. Rick on the 2nd of December 2023. Severely poisoned by flea spray. A natural, they said it was natural. Hmm, doesn't taste natural to me. Said pyrethrin, that's the yellow part of the daisy. Well, this now I can see why they don't like it because it doesn't taste very good. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and the other book that I've been going on about, full of stuff that I'm kind of picking up, hmm, that sounds a bit dodgy, too many magic numbers, is Psychic Dictatorship in the USA by Alex Constantine, which was one of the big books that a lot of conspiracy theorists read before the internet in the 90s. It's full of stuff, including the family story of um, that cult that uh, Wacom Bottom is involved with and and the um, same one or one very similar that... Um, uh, WikiLeaks, no, WikiLeaks, sorry, uh, the WikiLeaks guy was part of J- Julian Assange, Assange, uh, the scapegoat or the guy that you've been, um, uh, you've been terrified with, you know, if you speak up and say something, you'll get put into a uh, long-term prison. That's the way that they're talking <laughs> with the Julian Assange story. And they're all blonde too. It was the same strange woman that was running it. Um, well worth looking at the book, though, Psychic Dictatorship in the USA by Alex Constantine. I recommend it. I recommend it. Look into it. Again, I'm giving you the keys. You go and open the door. Do your own research. And you don't need to use the internet if you get the book. You do not need to get the internet. But you can, sorry, make noise. You can probably get it online as a PDF, so you don't need to go out and buy the book. But I know a lot of people read it, and I kept picking up magic numbers all the way through it. Uh, particularly with – I do believe a lot of the serial killer child abduction stories of the 70s and 80s were part of the future of creating the helicopter parent that was terrified to let their child without anywhere near their um, vision – 
Otherwise, some strange guy will abduct them and he'll end up on a milk milk bottle or whatever it was, a milk carton. I, I'm, belie- I'm, I'm here to say a lot of that was definitely fake. The Johnny Gosh story, you know, the, the name Gosh for a start, you know, a bit of shock and awe there. Gosh. Um, very suspicious. And the bad guys in there, there was all names of really suspicious sexually innuendo names of the perpetrators. Uh, look into the book and see what you think about it, but I definitely think it sounds suspicious. Uh, Ed Opperman, he would read that and say, you know, go through saying it's all and verify it and say, you know, because he's an ex-PI and there's probably there's lots of bad stories out there, but uh, I don't know. When you see the magic numbers, I do believe, I'm quite sure, that if a real event's a real event, you won't get any magic numbers in it. But if it's a staged event, and I'll give you an example, one of the later serial killers was the BTK killer. BTK. <clears throat> was it BKT? Whatever. I think it was BTK. Add those letters up. B is 2. T is uh, 20. K is 11. That's 33. BTK is 33. Um, suspicious. As soon as you see that 33 on a uh, story, it's there to tell people this is controlled, chill out, don't worry about it. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Uh, Yes, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm a very realistic conspiracy theorist. I don't uh, go too silly. Oh, yeah, sorry, I do go too silly. I do come up with some really odd theories, very out-there theories, but uh, there's a, I reckon there's a there-there, the more out-there theories that I have. The one that I just mentioned before about the guitaring and the ACDC and the channeling and um, the Angus Young quite openly said that, you know, he puts his uniform on and the other guy comes in and takes over. That's exactly verbatim what he says, and he said it more than once. And that guy looks, I mean, look at him on stage. He is just possessed and he can play guitar like no other. He's playing a guitar that weighs half his body weight. He's only a little, he's about five foot four. He's playing a full-sized, big-necked guitar better than most people can ever play the guitar while rolling around on the ground, jumping up and down, jumping over speaker stacks, leaping over tables. That's incredible. So I reckon he could be quite openly being possessed. Yep, I'm saying that now. Do I think that I sound mad? Not to a few people out there. Not to a few people out there. To the average normie, yes, completely mad. But I don't care. I don't care. I've got, nothing, I've got no reputation to lose. Last night I did some great micro-socialising on the train to uh, – at what time was it? I finished work at about 9.30, got on a train – to go to Ashfield, by coincidence, that's where ACDC were living back in the day. Ash, that's where they got famous, Ashfield, Burwood. And before them were their older brother, George, the Easy Beats, the Friday on My Mind song. That was their older brother, Burwood, Ashfield. Um, and I was sitting next, there was a three, I'll say ladies, but there was a mother and their two daughters, obviously. And I was listening to that very uh, not American accents, and they were, uh, what would you say, African-Americans. 
I was listening to their conversation. They talk about trains and where they've been. You know, quite interesting. And I said, I said, hey, girl, you know, ladies, are you on holiday? And they, two of them, the mum and the other daughter, had come over to see the youngest daughter, who's about my daughter's age, who's in Europe now, and they're doing the same. They've come over to visit her, and she, the mum, would be about my age, um, I would guess. Very interesting. Very, I would like to have bumped into her back when, when we were all young and good-looking, <clears throat> back in the old days. But um, they were telling me about, you know, they're from South LA and how bad it, it's 10 times worse on the trains there than it is here. Now, I think the trains here can be quite uh, – there's a few dodgy people roaming around, but apparently in their mind it's paradise where we live. And we do have a tiny population compared to America. But we've been repl- the white. It's very few white people. It's mainly Asians and Indians and Indonesians now. Certainly, very few African Americans. Very few Africans. White people just seem to be. They're gone. They are gone. I don't know where they've gone. There's always say one in ten. Might be you say a original Australian type, Irish descent, Scottish descent, English descent. But it's incredible. The train lines are just full of people from other countries that have just suddenly moved here. Um, so it was, I had a great conversation with them, really nice uh, family. And they were heading back to America tomorrow, and their daughter's staying on here. And she loves it over here. And I, I believe it's a beautiful place to be. And when you, if you look around for her, She'd be looking around nearly all the adverts she'd identify with because they've all got afros and frizzy hair now. If you've got an advert for anything, they have to have an afro frizzy head person in it. That's a fact. That's a fact. So they'd feel very comfortable. Despite being thousands and thousands, 20,000, 30,000 miles away. And I love the, this is another thing. I'm changing the subject, Connor, but I, one thing I'm happy about in this new, uh, Imagery of the new image of man creation via the uh, Frankfurt, via Tavistock, via um, uh, Club of Rome, Club of Rome, changing images of man. The new image of females is any shape. They can be, they're actually natural. To be a natural shape is now normal. Back in my day, when you're working in gyms and in gyms, women were coming in there with big hips, big butt, you know, normal body basically, and wanting to have some body, a body like Twiggy or uh, Elle McPherson. Now, this is where I kind of see a bit of a there there with the um, EGI, that they've put men pretending to be women, so women have a un, unattainable um, role model. They'll never get that body. Ever. But it seems to be now the plus-size models everywhere. Women can be, are comfortable in their own skin now. And I see women, you know, with all size body shapes walking around with skimpy gear on. Not that I actually like to see that, to be honest. But they're happy. And they're not doing what I saw, getting uh, exorexic. That was my term back in the day. I was tanorexic. Like, I had to get tanned all the time. Exorexics are exercised addicts that even if their legs cut off they'll start exercising and i've been that way myself back in the day ex-orexic exercise orexic um but now women can be comfortable in their own 
shape. And I think that is a really good thing. So there are positives in this new world order. There are positives. And that's one of them. They don't need to worry about not having the um, body of a, what would you describe it, like a, a skinny white male body shape. And uh, you're never going to get that if you're female. You've got hips designed to have babies. Pelvis is designed to have babies. Everything you've got is designed for uh, reproducing, be told, 100%. So uh, there's the positives out there. And I, I, I love my micro-socializing, chatting to people on trains, um, talking to – had a great conversation with the lovely, lovely – you're listening to Rick Tuggan himself, as usual. Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support. Thank you for that uh, bumper Velocet. 10 out of 10. Be told. I keep hoping to bump into you on the trains. I'm not going to ring you just to see where you are, but we bump into each other. We will bump each into each other. It's Rick talking to himself on the 2nd of December, 2023. 23 days to go till Santa gets here. That's Santa, anagram of Satan. Uh, and that tree, there's another logo there that I'm not sure, but it's definitely a pagan. But a uh, wonderful time of the year. I love it. I love Christmas. It's a, it's a very nostalgia dripped, you know, as a child, the whole Christmas thing. You had six weeks off school because I hated the education system like you would not believe. Uh, again, I tried to escape every opportunity. I didn't learn very much at school. I learned to read, though, which was very good. I learned to count. So those two things do work. But I didn't trust anything I was told. So on this uh, what is a Saturday, it's uh, just rained before again, but it's been it's now sunny, very green outside. Uh, fakeologist news, fakeologist news. I listened to Lynn Ertel, fantastic as usual. I haven't listened to the um, latest one by uh, Fake Nukes Phil, but I will. I haven't listened to Frank's latest one if he's done one. I'm slightly behind. Abs slightly behind it. Loading them up, though, I think, because I didn't listen to uh, Lynn's one till Thursday, and I haven't looked at uh, podcasts since. But I've listened to some fantastic shows, and I have to shout out to William Ramsey. He is doing some excellent stuff, and it, by by that I mean he's interviewing excellent people, and he knows the stuff now. He's, he really is. At first, I was wasn't very impressed by him when he used to be on the Opperman Report, and that network back in the day. I didn't like the way he couldn't pronounce um, Gaddafi. He called him Gaddafi, Muhammad Gaddafi. Uh, is that the correct way of saying it? I don't think so. I don't think so. But anyway, he interviewed uh, Snyder, S. Snyder, called Recluse. 
Highly recommend this is the latest show. Go on there. That guy nails a lot of stuff, including one of my pet subjects, and that's the uh, Michael Aquino. But he went backwards like SMJ did and researches through Wikipedia, Wikipedia, the family, and he came up with uh, the family. The, the, the father's unknown. The, 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 the backstory is a complete, you know, we won't probably know who his real father was. There's a, there's a backstory there that doesn't make sense. But Betty Ford Aquino, yes, that was her name. So I'm suggesting the Betty Ford Clinic has got nothing to do with President Ford's wife, Betty. I think Betty Ford Aquino probably has something to do with it. The whole uh, alcohol and drug rehabilitation thing is dubious, uh, particularly the cult-like behaviour of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, AA. Uh, that's 11, be told. Dave Joe we would understand that, 11. And 11 is absolutely in the... Uh, over, going on overdrive at the moment. The new t- tolls and the new 1.1-kilometre uh, tunnel that does not work in uh, Sydney are $11.11 for cars, that's the capped price, and $33.33 for trucks. I kid you not. I kid you not. Actually, it was 33, 32. 32 is just as powerful as 33 because it's 32nd degree mason uh, in in some of the uh, groups, be told. $33.32. Incredible. Incredible. And AA, I'm saying, is 11 using the very simple mathematics of just swapping numbers for alphabetical letters. You don't need to go into gematria and do a get a sigil or what else it called that thing where you uh, you need a a special number to come up with the actual numbers they're using on uh, gematria. Just go with basic letters for um, uh, numbers, and same with that's what I keep saying about JFK. I hope to hate to repeat myself as a conspiracy theorist. I will do this though. Do not be. Um, uh, you know, upset by me repeating myself when I say something as important as JFK turns into uh, 10, uh, 6, um, 11. Turn it upside down, you've got 11, 9, 01. The next big psyop, be told, 100% guaranteed. The whole thing was staged, scripted 100%. You don't need Jamarch, you just go, just swap the num- letters for numbers. So much easier, so much easier. And you'll see CC absolutely everywhere. That's 33. Uh, climate change, um, carbon credit, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, credit card. It's 33 in your face. They had to use these numbers. Um, it's, it's so obvious once you've woken up where you've been, uh, you're in this soup of numbers and letters and uh, Kabbalah uh, uh, without using gematria. You do not need – I don't know how to do gematria. I haven't got one of those calculators, but it would probably get even more sillier if you go into that. Not, I'm not saying sillier. You'd find even more obvious things, even more obvious things. Um, just going through, though, um, uh, psychic dictatorship in the USA – He's got so much interesting stuff. 
in this book, and it goes through like um, Snyder did yesterday with William Ramsey into Nugan Hand, a subject. One of my favourite subjects of, of subjects, Nugan Hand, the bank, the CIA set up in Australia to launder their heroin money. Uh, Michael Hand, the hidden hand, was the it said Green Beret. I would say was just a CIA officer. Uh, disappeared after the you know Frank Nugan was found with a you know he managed to commit suicide with a long-barrelled rifle using his toe to pull the trigger. Totally, a guy with all the money in the world to buy a proper handgun and put a couple of shots in his head or one. That's all you can normally do. Um, no, Michael Hand disappeared. And they've discovered him. He's in Idaho running a military uh, knife company. He's got a huge contract. He's still alive. No one seems to want to know in America the Nugan Hand story, and it is so critical. Someone like Lynn Ertel should be really uh, immersed in that story because um, all of the directors were ex CIA or Naval Intelligence Officers, and they were running the drugs and mercenary operations in the uh, Asia-Pacific area out of Sydney. Uh, I've been to the hotels that were owned by them. There's a statue of um, the International Man of Mystery. Um, what's his name? Uh, Bernie Horton, who was the head of... Uh, Naval intelligence in Middle East in the early 60s came to Australia, set up the Bourbon and Beefsteak. That's BB. I know, yeah, BB. There's 22 and 66 there and there, like BB Netanyahu. And that's a pub that was very, very popular. Never got busted, guaranteed. It's sponsored when I was in there doing some painting work a local commando uh, regiment, the n- number one commando uh, regiment was uh, sponsored by Bernie Horton. It was rumoured to be all sorts of things going down there. They've made a statue of him in Sydney and King's Cross. There's a statue of, and it says International Man of Mystery. But we conspiracy theorists don't need to call him Man of Mystery. He was quite obvious. He was a, uh, a naval intelligence officer, just like the writer of James Bond's books, the... Uh, 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 him and who died mysteriously in Jamaica back in the day, Ian Fleming, Ian Fleming. Honestly, where do you stop? In, in my case, I, it's like I've got too much information coming in and that's why it's very hard to do a show when my brain's not working properly and I'm tired on a Saturday night. I've had a few drinks, so I always have to have a few drinks to talk. Uh, last week, I was... D- disgusted to re-listen back to myself to hear what I was talking about, and how I was, it was fantastic when I'm by myself. When Ab came on, because both of us are of a similar age, and we both need to say stuff before we forget stuff. That's a problem. That's a real problem. Um, and we both. I'm fighting for air to try and get stuff out, and it's, this sounds terrible. Literally, you know, trying to talk over the top of Ab's very difficult thing to do, and he would say the same about me. So it's not good radio, and me not being able to find that I'm being recorded tonight, not good radio, but my information and giving you the keys to look for is good information, is good information. And you get a few, from a show like this, you'll get maybe one or two really crucial, interesting things, 
mixed with a whole lot of uh, rubbish. Not rubbish, but just menial talk. Menial talk. I do think, though, there is definitely a positive in um, my theory of uh, positive negativity and micro-socialising. Uh, both my own terms, positive negativity, uh, be negative, and if you're proved right, you're happy. If you prove wrong, you win. Again, support. If you're into sport and you're an imbecile, go and put money on your favourite team and when it's in a crucial thing that you're going to die if they don't win. Go and put a whole lot of money on the rival team. If your team loses, you're going to make a lot of money. How can you be unhappy? If your team wins, you've won the, the game. There's positive, it's, it's, just, it's just a win-win situation, but a lot of people cannot deal with that. I, um, it sickens me, that, and I'm not into sport, but if I was, I'd just go and put a large sum of money on any game that I wanted to win, and um, if I lost, my team lost, I'd make a whole lot of money. I would be happy, win-win, be told. Why am I writing a novel and, uh, like, um, what was the name that put that ridiculous, the, the secret? There's a whole lot of stuff in that, the secret the, by Oprah. The secret is, I'd say it's kind of in your uh, theosophy type realm. Theosophy type realm. There's, there's, there's something in there that's, a, there's, there's something about that book that she put out. Uh, 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 um, yeah, and I was talking about Rudolf Steiner before. Um, I, I'll say it again. You can go right now into Sydney before it gets bulldozed. No, not going to bulldoze. It's just going to build over the top of it. <clears throat> to, to Kent Street, is it? I think it's Sussex Street, Kent Street, one of those streets in the uh, near Chinatown. And you can see Steiner's buildings, Theosophist buildings. Steiner and Theosophy are linked. Don't ask me why or how. But their buildings are in the same buildings. And the Steiner's Anthropomorphical Society, whatever it's called, I can't even say it. The buildings are still there. They haven't been changed. These are buildings that were built in the uh, 1920s. They haven't, they're still single-story dwellings in an area full of high-rises. Why is this so? Why have they not developed those buildings? The Labor Party has their uh, union, sorry, Labor Union has their headquarters on that same street. So there's a link there with the Labor Party theosophy and uh, Steiner. <coughs> and there's also a lot of Chinese embassy type stuff down there. There's a big there there if you walk down. Uh, I, I should do tours. I keep saying this. Conspiracy tours um, or global, tour, global uh, conspiracy tours of Sydney. The theosophists were really, 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 really powerful and influential on the city. Bigger than New York and their influence, you know. They, they, although they were something to do with the uh, United Nations, so I shouldn't say bigger than New York. But for a small, small area, they had a, a wallop of an influence back in the 1920s. They were all here. Annie Besant, C.W. Leadbeater, at Central Station where I was this morning, getting the train. There's a photo of them standing almost where I was standing to get on the train. So big there, theirs, and I'm just roaming around. Channeling information, I do believe, possibly. I'll mute for a while to see if anyone comes in. Stupid fucking phone. Why can't I mute? Oh, there we go. 
And speaking of Annie Besant and CW Leadbeater, and I, trust me, I've got a whole lot of this stuff in here that I've picked up from a deceased estate of a um, theosophist type back in the uh, early 2000s. Um, they, by coincidence, I had this morning, I walked all the way to the train station to get the train to Sydney to get a um, uh, the train back home to the mid-north coast. And it were cancelled again. There's more work getting done on things. So they had the buses shuttling into the city. So I got on a bus and I went this back way that I'd never go. I don't know how to do it. It's a really clever way of getting into Sydney from Asheville. And it goes past, by coincidence, in Summer Hill, beautiful, beautiful old suburb now, gentrified, the JW or the J Christian Muti Centre is there. Huge big building, old building. And it's where J. Krishnamurti. Now, Krishnamurti, Krishnamurti, Murti, that's K R I S H N A M U R T H I, J. Krishnamurti. He was the protege. He was the young, he was going to be the global leader back in the 40s or 50s, I think it was. I've mentioned this before, say it again. And Leadbeater and Basson had groomed him to be this new the global leader. I guess he was uh, adopted uh, by them or whatever. But he decided and discovered or top kind of worked out what they were up to and he took off and left them and started his own thinking group. I uh, highly recommend you use this key that I'm giving you and look into him. Um, sounds really interesting and he sounds fairly genuine. Uh, and I would never have seen that building if I hadn't been put onto the bus again to go past these unusual buildings. I also went through three really unusual um, Masonic buildings. Was, one was an Egyptian, some kind of uh, Egyptian-themed Masonic building from as an old building, but it's, it's it had the it was Egyptian like you've got your Scottish right. This was the Egyptian right or. Uh, I'm not sure, that, I can't remember the name of it, but very, very interesting imagery all over it um, that I never would have seen if I hadn't been on this bus. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely there. There's Annie Besant uh, and C.W. Leadbeater, though. My goodness, interesting couple. Get into them. Look into them is the key. Research yourself. Um, uh, 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 what else? What other books have I got here? Oh, I'll just keep going. I, I just think when I go through this Enigma of Evil by Alfred Schutz, S-C-H-U-T-Z-E, and his um, Araman, it's very similar to his Aramanic, Aramanic um, writings. It sounds like Sar- Aramon, Saramon. There's definitely a there there, and that was... Um, uh, Tolkien. We, we, were, we were discussing Tolkien two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Dave J actually knows a fair bit of that. Interesting, of course. No surprise there. But uh, he was suggesting, and rightly so. I think I picked up on that, but uh, Harry Potter and um, Lord of the Rings, very similar uh, in intent. Guarantee. So, yeah, thanks, Dave J. One of the most famous listeners that I have on this show, without any doubt whatsoever, I don't care what Anyone says there's a guy that I heard way before I spoke to him. Uh, but, uh, you know, it takes things on a different level. Most people can't grasp it. 
uh, and get offended. You're listening to Rick Tong himself. Be told. Hi, this is John French. This is Mizum. Joe from Atlanta. Joe Mama. Gaia. I'm Buck Cherry. It's me. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. Are you listening to Fakeologist Radio at You're listening to Rick on the 2nd of December, 2023. And what's going on in the news? Oh, they're rebombing Gaza. Rebombing Gaza. Now, this is my theory here. I know, so I've got several theories on the whole thing, but the New Zealand psychological operation shooting that happened uh, three years ago, um, it's one of its biggest results, apart from stopping live streaming, stopping um, a lot of censorship went on afterwards. What it did cause was New Zealand, a country that is so far removed, or was, I should say, was so far removed from Muslim, um, uh, there was, you know, maybe a quarter of a half of a percent of people would identify as being Muslims. After that shooting, because they're such easy targets, the New Zealanders, they've got that, you know, she'll be right, she'll be right, you know, just do the right thing, she'll be right. They were so, felt so guilty. They were putting out this meme saying, this is not us. This is not us. And this would have been a part of a, this uh, Jungian psychology um, uh, disassociation. This is not us. This was like a meme on all their Facebook things. The people lost their sense of who they were. And they felt so terrible about this tragic event of this guy shooting all these Muslims that they went out at a level I've never seen before and converted to Muslim, to to. To, to um, becoming Muslim. There were parks set up and there were people getting their feet washed and t- converting to, you know, as part of a kind of groveling to the people that were there that had been shipped over there by this weapons of mass migration into a country, uh, be- one of the most beautiful countries in the world, without a doubt, certainly was. I don't know about it now. But it, there was a huge Muslim... Um, convert thing there. And when you listen to Jay Dyer's last show from about uh, three weeks ago, where he's reading from one of these global bookshop, globalist leaders' books, global books reviews that he does, the elites have one religion that they really, 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 really love, and that's the uh, Muslim religion because they're very... Uh, controlled and very uh, passionate and they actually quietly were kind of saying and this is going back to the um, uh, guys like um, uh, the the world, uh, what's it called the uh, founders of um, uh, that uh, Fabian Socialists and the the founders uh, of this early control Mechanism that was being set up back in by the uh, 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 what's his name conquered um, South Africa, um, Milner and all those guys. They wrote in their own writings that they loved the Muslim kind of religion. They they they, they, they saw 
Muhammad is, you know, this is a really good thing for the public to become immersed in. They were actually thought, and it was in their writings back then, H.G. Wells, etc. So therefore, this is one of the big results of that psychological operation in New Zealand. There was a huge, huge, huge swell of support for um, the Muslims. And now you're seeing that. And the, the bad guy, the uh, Eskimos, the Israelis, they are their top 1%. The Likud, Likud, the people that were running the uh, uh, Hamas to start with via the uh, HMS, uh, uh, by the Her Majesty's Secret Services, they've created a huge, huge, huge groundswell of support for uh, Muslims. And so that, I think, is part of this whole narrative. I think you're seeing the, lots of young people and everything will quite do it at, just to... They love, everyone loves supporting a, a, a something. They, they like to be the, support the underdog. At the moment, the underdog looks like the Gazian, the Palestinians, and they're predominantly Muslims. So you're getting a very big, huge global Muslim rise again. So I think that could be the actual intent of this whole thing. So the, the bad guys are... Uh, the Israelis, this is what the, the mainstream media seems to be pushing. Not the mainstream media, it's one side of the media. But the schools, the left, are very pro-Muslim now. This is this is a group of people that absolutely were in shock if anyone was, you know, uh, put women down uh, or was male-centric. And that's the Muslim church is totally male-centric. Uh, I've got a problem with them. But I can see it rising up and getting bigger and bigger and bigger via this psychological operation going on in the Gaza Strip right now. Is anything going on? Possibly not. I'm not there, though, so I'm not going to say 100% it's all fake. But I can see the intent of, of this, say it is a movie script like most things, the intent is the rise of the Muslim religion as a global uh, religion. That's my theory. And I'm sticking to it. And I'm sticking to it. I'll mute myself and I'll wait to see if Ab turns up. Thank you very much for listening and putting up with me not knowing if I was being recorded or not. And I'm back again. You're listening to Rick talking to himself on the 2nd of December 2023. And I'm hoping someone's going to come in very shortly because I just got a message from somebody who said, would you like someone to come in? And I'd, I'd be very happy for someone to come in just to verify that I'm actually talking and being recorded. I do think I am now, though. I do think I am. Uh, 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 meditating. Yeah, meditating is a habit. I think that's um, uh, the very interesting um, Scotsman. If you're out there, come in. If you can hear me, blue feather, blue feather, come in, blue feather. What a beautiful time it is. Uh, so, um, four weeks to go. No, not what am I, it's four weeks to go toward the end of the year. 2024. What's going to happen in 2024? I reckon all sorts of shenanigans. But that's just me because I am a registered conspiracy theorist. But we've got that year, it becomes a six. Uh, that's the kind of number they like to 
Sorry. They like to... Sorry to do this again to you. The number six, the number 11, the number nine. Whatever the opportunity is to... Um, I'll be in... The, oh, excellent. All right. So I've got some um, meditating. But we'll be in here shortly. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I do hope... Um, Everything I said is recorded, but unfortunately, it's, again, very unprofessional because I'm sitting there going, am I being recorded, asking the question? It's very difficult when you don't do it with the producer. Like, we were so spoiled on the Fakeologist Australia Roundtable when we had the incredible, incredible talents of um, Joel to uh, run the show and even up our volumes and stop us and start us. Uh, I, I guess it's still there on the uh, Fakeologist Australia Roundtable, F-A-R-T, spells the word that Napoleon Wilson spotted the acronym. What a genius that man is. Have I said that lately? Napoleon Wilson, a genius of the highest magnitude. Um, sorry, that's water, not urine. Just making sure you know that. I've got a water bubbler in my kitchen, which I frequently use. I'm going to be very quiet. Oh, no, I'm not... Very quiet here to get some ice and put it into the water. But, uh, yeah, so highly recommend the Shoots book, the Shoots book. Highly recommend looking into uh, Steiner, the Steiner School. Now, Steiner Schools are everywhere over here. Not When I say everywhere, in Sydney there's a lot of them. And we at one stage wanted one of my uh, middle child, to go there, and it would have, I reckon it would have suited him because he's like me, hates, didn't, he did quite, he did a lot better at school than I did, but he would have suited that because it was all based on colours and touch and they didn't even get, encourage you to read and write till whenever you, I think it was about six or seven that they, you start reading and writing at a Steiner school. Um, it's very nature-based, but then that's a weasel word. You've got to watch out for when they say, oh, we're all nature-based, because, you know, H.G. Uh, Wells, H.G. Um, Wells, a book I've been reading but very gl- glossing over his – that guy is – the word nefarious is created about H.G. – that's the Mercury, H.G. Wells, the well of Mercury that uh, he was, 100%. 100% publicist and behind-the-scenes guy. I mean, in this book, he is literally, this guy is standing next to every single shaper of the planet back in the uh, last century. He's next to every Russian leader. He's next to every American president. He's next to every English prime minister, <laughs> every scientist. Anyone that was anyone has got H.G. Wells with his arm around him. Phenomenal. Literally phenomenal. And... um Steiner um, and his nature thing, H.G. Wells actually in his, one of his books says, we do have a religion and the religion is, uh, what does he say? Um, uh, it's nature. It's nature. Oh, I've got a new cat that's decided to adopt us. Beautiful black and white cat that's terrified of me for some reason. But I'll put some food out for you. Come and have it. Not even, I don't even own you. Um, yeah, so H.G. Wells said Prometheus was their religion was Prometheus. We're Prometheus. The elites were Prometheus. Now, Prometheus, that's, a, that's basically a, 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 a kind of a satanic type 
thing if you know about Prometheus. And by coincidence, what did Napoleon, director of Napoleon, wasn't that what his other movie he did? Didn't he do Prometheus? I think he did. I think he did. The, the director of Alien, Ridley Scott, I think he did the movie Prometheus, which I haven't seen yet. Um, I would like to see it because it's got that Swedish actress from um, the uh, that huge, huge um, movie chain of books that everyone had to read, particularly the females, um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. She stars in it. I forget her name. A likeable actress, though. A likeable actress. Um, but H.G. Wills spells it out, spell, use the word spell, that they the elites are Prometheans and their religion is nature. And so you can kind of bring up the satanic type thing in this nature narrative. So Steiner was very nature-based, but that's the inversion of nature, isn't it, I think? I think they've inverted nature to make it weaponize it by having it tied in with Prometheus, you know, the giver of fire. Um, very interesting anyway. Very interesting. And I think... Um, um, Silas knows all about Prometheus by the sound of it, even though he's only 27 years of age, 30 years younger than myself, 31 years younger than me. But like me, when I was his age, I was a font of knowledge, a font of knowledge. Um, but I think I've forgotten most of what I've learned. And every now and then it pops into my head if someone gels and asks me a question. I remember old plaque like info, you know, smeared on one of my um, brain cells in the back of my brain region. But, yeah, if you come on, come on, do your some photo. I'll, I'll mute, actually, and you just come on, and I'll hear you, and I'll come on. Otherwise, I'm talking to myself, which is not that good, not that good. Oh, you stupid phone. I'm going to go and get a decent phone soon, folks. Folks, Max. And Max Egan, 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 he is really ramping up the um, the uh, Palestinian atrocity stuff. Does he? I mean, he's been there. I've seen footage of him there. I want someone to actually go there and verify everything. They need someone to go there. Someone's got to get there, and surely to God. And get there if you're, you know, skilled with um, crossing borders and riding camels. They guided me with psyops. Psychological operations. They guided me with psyops. They weaponize psychology. Hey. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on fakeologist.com. You're listening to Rick talking to himself and hopefully the wonderful Silas Speaks and the wonderful, even more wonderful, I should I have to say that, is Frank the Salt Guy is going to come in. Who is that? Is that you, Mr. Frank the Salt Guy? It is me. Ni how. Ni how. Ni how. Wonderful. Thank you to hear um, 
you and your dulcet tones pop in on this wonderful Saturday, the 2nd of December, 2023. 23 days till Christmas. Um, how wonderful. And how are you been, Frank? I'm very How have you been? How, how are you? Good. I've been helping. Uh, good, but I... I Change houses today. My son has moved. He's he's taken a wife, so I'm very happy for him. Did he just grab her off the street or did he uh, do it legally? It's been a process. Well, they're not married, but I think that's that's what marriage is these days. Uh, Look, Frank, please, don't even get me onto that subject, but um, good on him. Good on him. And uh, how old is he, pray tell? Is he 33? He's um, not a young man. I won't disclose his age, but he's not a million miles from 40. Okay, so he's in that age. Well, what, look, I, I, at 23, sorry, I was engaged when I was 22 or 23. Yep. yep. Uh, spent. Ditto, ditto. Uh, not, yeah, spent nine years, didn't get married, though, didn't get married. Uh, we, we, uh, I already could tell there was it wasn't fated, but um, we were we were very good friends. We, and we haven't spoken to each other for many many years, but still would be good friends. But it didn't happen. I didn't go through with the ceremony, and I've never done that since. But I didn't really get that desire to be part of a partnership, um, unless it's someone that was really really compatible. And I just didn't feel. I haven't felt. I've been with anyone that compatible, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, over those years. But you know, there's no age, age, age smage, I say. It's like people get put these numbers on things, but I think you could do it. I mean, how old was, uh, what's his name from the, in the Bible? That he, he died when he was uh, the, the oldest guy in the Bible. He, he got married about Methuselah. 15 or 16 times. Methuselah. 969 years of age. So, so your son's basically not even an infant. Hmm. 969. Your base, your son's not even an infant compared to Methuselah, so he can do whatever he wants. Look, I say. To be truthful, I, I mean, I, I, I have said many times here that um, modern, the, the current marriage contract, you'd be foolish to sign it. Yeah. Yeah. You, but I think, really, to be honest, if you've got you, the right you really person, to, you, do you need to go. Mm. Okay, sorry. No, no, it's just, I mean, really, you you should write a contract, a civil contract with, the, with someone. You make your own one up. Under, but, you know, with a big boss, under God's d- direction, and say, you know, um, thank you, you know, he, he's all, the, all of those, all of those things, but under. really, it's more, it's more a case of, um, as I said, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, con- a contract. And the other, there's all sorts of problems, though, Rick, isn't there? I mean, is people are focused on love, and they talk about love, but what they mean is limerence or lust. Mm. Lust. At the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. I, I, now, I, now, this, you've... you Go ahead. Go. I no, no. Oh, well, no, you go, actually. I got told that that love is a decision, you know, well into my marriage, which was really a powerful... Advice, a, a powerful, um, what would you call it? Principle. Which Principle. Has been now, I, very useful. 
Well, you're still with your partner after uh, 30 years, 40 years or something. It was some incredible number that you were well bending about your, your anniversary. Well in excess of 40 years. Fantastic. And as I have now, also said, hmm? if you want to have a long marriage, don't get divorced. <laughs> Very wise very wise. One of the wisest things I've ever heard today, actually, Frank. Now, I have to bring this up. The, I've been talking about the limited the limitation of the English language. Yes. We have the word, uh, this is the, all deliberately done. It's, uh, and Orwell really nailed it at the end where he said that we're going to d- destroy the English language and you know remove words, etc., etc. It was already yes. done with the creation of the English language. So when I say to you, I love uh, your uh, salt. It doesn't mean that I'm prepared to spend the rest of my life with it and, and, and have children with it. It means I love your salt. It's beautiful. It tastes fantastic. And it's, I can tell it's good for me. We have the word love removed. So basically in the Bible, in most languages, love, the, 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 the purest form is agape or agape. Yeah. But there's, there's four or five different definitions of love. There's four. And Greek, agape. Greeks are yeah. four. Yeah. So agape or agape, which is, I think it's weaponized I, to say, you know, I, you're I, agape, think, you know, sitting there with I, your mouth I think open. Most, I think most people say agape. Yeah. Agape. All right. Agape. All right. There you go. Agape is the purest form of. Uh, say love amongst where you've got for your children, for instance, where it's unconditional. It doesn't matter what they did or what they do or what they say. You've got agape, agape for them, and 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 that can happen with your spouse that you created that child with. It's a different form of. It's a higher form of love. It's not just the word. You know, I love hot dogs or I love. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. We can say I love you, but it doesn't actually mean anything no, compared to not- agape. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I actually wrote about this in my blog many years ago. You know, love is the mm. most um, abused word in our language. Oh yeah. Hey, well, it was dumbed down by that. Um, as you talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got this a generic word. We can say, "Oh, I love you, darling. I love you, darling." But it doesn't mean anything. It just means oh, I love hot dogs. I love salt, and I love um, the cat. Uh, but to be in Greek, to say agape, you know, and, and, in, and in Maori, the Maori language, aroha, aroha, A-R-O-H-A, it means real love. The, the, even the Maori have a better name for love that's more is it, accurate. Is it a coincidence you know, it's, that, that it's a similar name to aloha? No coincidence whatsoever, Frank, and this is another one of my favourite subjects, the incredible amount of similarities with um, the, the Maori and ancient languages, Polynesian, and particularly Ra, the sun, Ra, the god, the, both, yeah. both the Polynesians and the uh, Hawaiians and the Maori, whatever, use Ra as the sun god. And uh, Ma Rama was being the moon. It's Ma. That's the female, the feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, no coincidence, Frank. No coincidence whatsoever. Um, so yeah, but definitely we're limited with our love business. You know, we, we need to have and understand this uh, agape and and use it 
when necessary. And um, that's the an unconditional, deep, unending love, as opposed to the one about hot dogs or um, well, the, the, the cat. Agape, there's eros, which is the love between, uh, you know, it's the lust. That's right. Eros, eros agape, there's, what, what's this? There's, there's, there's at least four, three or two others. Four, which is the, 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 the love for friends mm-hmm. and, yep. um, and the love of other people. And there is yep. uh, affiliate, which is your love for your family, your children. Yeah. Well, I put okay. I, I just think the most unconditional love is your child. The, 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 well, you should have that unconditional uh, word. That, that should be the most powerful words. Total unconditional, whatever. And you can have that with your friends and your relationships what, what do you think, and your what wife. Do you think of unconditional it means in my mind it means to accept someone as they are and not as you want them to be oh, okay that's yeah well i, I mean I no matter i think, no ma- I think of it as unconditional love uh, I, I think of unconditional meaning well to, yeah okay right well that, that technically using that's an english language i just remember that so we we need to look at the world a word unconditional and uh, see what that kind of <laughs> means in English. But it's, um, I kid you it's not, though, that's, that's a fact. But contractual, it is a, it's a legal term, unconditional. <laughs> but I think there is a big there there with how dumbed down our, our language is. So we can say with a love heart uh, meaning love. But it's the same four-letter word that means... You know, I love my football team or I love this. Even though, to be honest, I think a lot of um, sport people would have an agape for their football team. They, they, will, they will sit there and talk about nothing else. And this is the part of the brain. They knew, they knew they were going to hijack and they were introducing, they would introduce sport becoming a religion. And I know a number of people out there that have unconditional, deep, biblical love for this football team and not God. Mm. Um, that's just the way that, that it's been um, created. I did hear, so I, you know, I just ch- changed the subject. I heard, uh, I, I think it's Silas. Is, is he um, meditation as a habit? Could Do you know I if it's... I didn't, I didn't think so, but he could be. Oh, maybe it's not. Oh, maybe it's not. Okay, well, whoever it is, come in. Because I just said, I just assumed it was him. Uh, meditation is a habit, or maybe it isn't, or it could be someone else. But anyway, if you're out there and you're listening, he said he'd come in later anyway, so he or she could be a she, I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, so um, fr- so Frank, a ro- Rollo report, a Rollo yeah. report, he went to court. Yeah. I haven't spoken to him because I think he got, I think he's been kind of um, worked out that his his theory that they spelled his name wrong is going to mean absolutely nothing to the legal process that he broke an AVO. So they've um, given him, he's got a five-month, sorry, six-month uh, sentencing thing. So they're going to sentence him or convict him or whatever in six months' time. Um, they didn't accept his views. Yes, so he has to. So I think he's been. They, they really have smacked him on the hand. And said, "No, no, no, you're not getting away with this. You can stew for another six months, and we'll see how you go." And they'll arrest him if he does anything wrong. 
But um, he's been posting stuff on the uh, Rick and Rollo site, and he seems chirpy, and it's, it's all good. He's not threatening to jump off buildings or any of that nature. Mm. That's the Rollo report. But, um, yeah, no, I'm... Um, I have. I got home this afternoon, Frank, from the train from Sydney. The, the winner is Sydney, and I walked in the door. Now, whether I picked so them up, so you're saying you got home walk, this morning? Um, is that what you said? You got home this no, morning? No, this afternoon. I got home at two, what, two o'clock this afternoon. Two o'clock. Okay. I got on the train at seven a.m. and got home yeah. at one one o'clock, one thirty. Anyway, I had fleas on my foot because we've got this weather here. It's steamy. It rains. It, it warms up, it gets cool, but it's perfect weather for, for ticks and fleas. Mm-hmm. And apparently ticks we, are everywhere. We have the same weather. But... Oh, yeah, it's it's really bad. And mosquitoes are going to be through the roof. And guess what? The, you know, the, Look, I have to be a conspiracy theorist here. I'm concerned <laughs> that the immune systems on – sorry, Frank, I, I have to admit this. I am a conspiracy theorist. The immune systems have been shut down on most – uh, the over 65s by the, this vaccination, the spike vax, the mm-hmm. that's what they're calling it, Frank. The spike vax, mm-hmm. quite openly saying that in the in the blurb when they do that end end of the advert, they have to say really fast. They make us heart defects, uh, strokes, blah, 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 you know, really fast. <laughs> they they actually say that on the adverts. Yeah. So they're telling you quite openly now, spike vax. Is a spike protein. It's going to kill you, and it may cause this and this and this. But if you take it, you know we're covered because we've told you it's spike facts. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So um, I'm suggesting that this mosquito, flea, and tick thing that's arising won't be doing anyone any favours in their health. And I'm again, I'd say I am a very high level. Sorry, I suffer from conspiracy theorist syndrome. And mycoplasma, which I, I found a podcast about um, the, uh, the research that the Japanese in Camp 731 that we were talking about last week with Ab, I, I mentioned it, but I knew all about it. They were testing and using mycoplasma back in the 40s as an airborne um, irritant to the lungs. Um, I'm suggesting... That and so Japan, sorry, yeah, Japan or no, China has just announced that a big increase of mycoplasma borne pneumonia in China. Now, I at 31 years of age got mycoplasma borne pneumonia when I was a very, very fit and healthy younger male, and I got hospitalized with it. And yeah. when I got out, my doctor said, He goes, What? I told him the, the antibiotic they gave me, and he said, that's not even – he just shook his head. He goes, that's not the right – there's only one antibiotic that works, and it's called urethr- uh, ureth- uh, erythromycin. Not ureth- erythromycin. Yeah. yeah. That's the only antibiotic that has any treatment for the mycoplasma. Now, this could be just a, a spore. It's a bacteria. It could be a mold, a bacterial infection. Yeah, that's right. Now, Ab – after his spend all his time, he he doubts this bacteria thing. I don't. I do not doubt it. I suffered just, from it. Just hang on a second. The doctor said, mm, "Go." All good. Keep talking. I've just got to mute a second. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, mycoplasma. M y c o p l a s m a. I had it. 
I, I was so sick. I was like throwing up. by the temperature absolutely through the roof. I went to a Chinese herbalist and told him I had pneumonia. This is, I literally knew that I had pneumonia, who couldn't speak any English. And he gave me a concoction, including a um, uh, it's a thing they make rock drywall with. I forget the name of it. It's a common kind of a soft rock, uh, natural mineral. And it sent my t- temperature through the roof. I had to go, I got hospitalized. I put it was put on a ECG and I blew it, you know, like that. The, the I was my heart rate was like at a going at a rate that most older people would be dead. I, um, while I was in the hospital, I asked my doctor, was it contagious? Because the hospital had said, no, no, it's not contagious. Because I had a girlfriend coming up to see me while I was in the hospital. And the, my own doctor said, oh, yeah, this is contagious. He goes, how do you think you got it? So it's something that I breathed, had breathed in to get. It wasn't, it was an airborne contaminant. Um, it, now, Camp 731 in Japan and uh, Porton Downs and American, what's that military base they do germ warfare testing? They'd all used this and tested it as an airborne contaminant to, to, to give you a nasty uh, lung infection. I believe they're going, to re- they're going to either spray it or it's going to be mysteriously in the atmosphere by, just by uh, osmosis. I'm saying they're spraying it over the top of your head, but I am a conspiracy theorist. That's that. what I think is, the, is uh, what's going on. Yeah, I, I think it's I, uh, aerosol. Spray. Aerosol yeah. born. Yeah, well, yeah, sprayed. Yeah. Well, it was the only successful aerosol born contaminant that, that the military had that worked for causing this outbreak and being i've been around this dodgy subject for quite a few years if you go back in the day you could google um american naval uh, ship in sydney harbour accused of spraying airborne contaminants and monitoring its um outbreaks these actually happened there were they got done american military were caught over here using an airborne spray a benign some benign thing yeah they said it was working. You're listening to Rick and Frank. Be told. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello, I'm Northern Tracy, speaking from Ireland. And you're listening to Fakeologist Audio on fakeologist.com. What a mouthful. Just wait. You're listening to Rick and Frank. Frank's about to go off to dinner. I'd say that again, Frank. I'd. My, I said, um, I hope I, I do have to go. I'm taking my wife out to dinner, but I, I hope you keep talking about this. I think it's a important topic, crucial because, subject, because the idea of germs mm. is nonsense. Uh, that I agree with. Yes, totally. But, but bacteria, bacterial infection. Yeah, it's little crawly, creepy, crawly things. And yeah. and well, it, the issue is, you know, they're make they've having people wear masks. My 83-year-old neighbour, fit as a fiddle, but he was wearing a mask diligently and, of course, he got pneumonia and very nearly cost him his life, but he looked through. Frank, I I was, honestly, in 1995, whatever it was, 
I remember telling people, I said, if I was an old, sick person, I would have died with what I had. I was so sick. I was yeah. throwing up because my temperature was so high. Uh, I was, you know, ma- they managed to get the right, thank God to my, my own personal doctor, intervened and said, give them erythromycin, and it knocked it on the head. But absolutely terrible. Anyway, Frank, you go off to your um, dinner. And you, I'll, I'll, and, uh, try and, I'll come back on tomorrow night. Because this is a subject worth delving into. Uh, worth delving and not just knocking on the head as being a 112 <laughs> all right frank go and have something delicious be told bye. bye uh tomorrow night i hope to get frank to come back and discuss what we're just talking about the um uh, mycoplasma as the future weapon and i am sadly instinctually saying that i do believe they're going to use it they're going to use it and that's what the End of the book, Camp 731, I read in 1982, 83, 84, whenever. The, the uh, daughter of the camp commandant heard her father saying, shall we use it? They had something that they could use. It could cause mass issues. And uh, they said, no, it was not the time. So are they using something that they've had in their warehouse and sprays for a long time? I am going to suggest yes. And I don't mean to be fair, porn, but you should have uh, a supply of uh, even something as natural as uh, clove oil and have it as a um, uh, a bit of burner, like burn clove oil at night time because that, that would knock it on the head as well. But erythromycin was the only thing that got me out of hospital as far as I'm, I can tell. Even though I was fit and healthy and I was only 30, 31, whatever I was, 32, I can't say 33. I don't think I was 33. But um, anyway, you're listening to Rick. I just talked to Frank, the wonderful an ounce of salt per day. I'll mute. And if Ab comes in, so well and good. But um, meditating as a habit has been interrupted by his uh, partner waking up. What a terrible thing to do to you. Waking up and just wanting, probably you have to go and feed her or whatever you got to do. But I'll be around definitely tomorrow night to discuss this subject, which I think is very important. Actually, I have to go because my battery is going to go flat. I'll charge it and see if I can pop in later. If not, you'll have been listening to Rick talking to himself with the special guest star, Frank, the salt guy, on the 2nd of December, 2023. And uh, we're on Fake Olders, com. Definitely tomorrow night, though, be told, be told, Mycoplasma, mycoplasma discussion. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.